Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the D.C. Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. Pacific. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Legero. And I'm Tom Brokaw. This week on the Endless Honeymoon Podcast, unrest in Colombia, TikTok influencers living next door having a birthday party for their dog, and Natasha gets a gilded sweater. All this and more on the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. Natasha, is your sh- sweater made of pure gold? Uh, no, it's just got a shimmer to it. You look like a superhero. Oh, cool. You look like an Amazonian. That sounds nice. You look like the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. Thank you. Speaking of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life, the two young ladies that live next door who are some sort of influencer. We cannot figure out what platform of influence they they are. It could be TikTok. They could be musicians. They could be I, they could be former Vine stars trying to make it in the Snapchat world. <laughs> but they invited us. They're sweethearts, but they invited us this evening. Actually, they didn't invite me. The truth is they just invited you. And the real truth is they do yoga in the yard and every time i walk on one side of the house and they're doing yoga in the yard i like feel like i'm a pervert just for walking in that side of the house i like avert my eyes and try to run away because i don't want them to ever look up and make eye contact with me and be like get out of here you old perv you know so i just look at the webcam i don't think it's weird to have a per- party for a dog i all my dogs got baptized oh, did i never in I, our did, house. I didn't say that right huh. did i say that that they're ha- that's what it was they invited Natasha to their their dog's birthday party and they're I like a the spirit of that it's a sweet spirit but you tried to talk me into going by myself well I just thought it would be a good place for you to get some material 
well, you know what? I'm not trying to go to a party of with 20-year-olds for their dog by myself. I have a feeling the next parties we'll be having for our dogs are a few memorials. <laughs> We're in a different life space than our influencer neighbors. <laughs> our dogs are about <laughs> our dogs to dogs are die. headed toward the end. <laughs> These poor little fucks. They're all on separate medication. <laughs> Uh-huh. now it's like it used to be like because cutie's on like eight different meds three times a day but now it varying amounts like the the one at midnight is only like three medicines but then now our other dog blanche ugh, is on a bunch of medication oh she has stitches yeah why do you oh see them god she has stitches they're staples is what they are that's a staple yeah she got a cheek staple why didn't you tell me that i was just like like petting her like like kind of roughly why were you petting her roughly? <laughs> what in what universe? I was scratching her. I mean, surgery I didn't know she or not? <laughs> why are you petting her roughly? I was just like, scr- I scratch her sometimes. Oh, did, you ta- did they come out? No. You promise? I, it didn't come out anyway. Just next Wait, time, tell me if the her? dog has a staple in her I face. I did tell you she had a cone on her head for like four days. <laughs> what do you think that was for? Fashion? <laughs> you think she was going to the Met Gala or whatever? Met Ball? She did not like what that. What is it? The Met Gala? What do snobs do that are uninteresting but put on interesting outfits? What's that called? <laughs> the Met Gala. The Met Gala. Would you ever go? Of course. Anybody would go who's invited. Yeah, I guess I'd go too. What would you rather? Honestly, real real question. Would you rather go to the Met Gala? But per- I definitely would like wear like understate, something very understated. I would definitely wear underwear. <laughs> would you rather go to the Met Gala with uh, your friend Mark Jacobs or to atlas's birth the dog atlas's birthday party next door i would definitely rather go to the uh any kind of ball i would go to the next door thing really yeah you can go there if you want i'm gonna go right now i'm gonna go instead of doing this podcast okay now listen um we this has been uh other than you ripping the staples from our dog's Wait, cheek. when does she get the staple out? Does it just dissolve? It no. looks like an like it's an actual silver staple from staples. I, I think it, I think it is. <laughs> they took her from the vet to a staples. <laughs> and they just popped a couple of those bad boys in. Did, did you rip them out? I'm scared. No, now. I didn't, Moshe. You promise? Yes. Because I haven't seen them before and now I see them. I'm a little bit nervous that you have undone the sutures in our dog's cheek. It's okay. Speaking of unbelievably traumatic things like taking your dog to the vet, I would say exactly the same level of seriousness. I had a guy, some guy wrote me on Instagram, said that he's a listener from Columbia, and he was like, it'd be really cool if you could use your podcast and your platform to talk about the situation in Columbia. And I was like, I would definitely do that if I had any idea what the situation in Colombia is. What's going on? I do not know. I mean, he mentioned something about a right-wing paramilitary force in the streets, and I was like, look, why don't you come on the show, tell us what's going on in Colombia, because I don't really know, and maybe you can get the word out that way. This may be a colossal mistake, but it may be an Endless Honeymoon podcast exclusive. The situation in Colombia. Are you are you interested? Oh, I'm interested. Do I think it's um <laughs> um yeah, let's call him. What? Hello? Well, it feels like a like breaking news. Like the you know, is he gonna give us love advice? No, it's not related <laughs> to love advice. It's related to Colombia, but Colombia is a very romantic country. I've never been. It's been difficult to go the last few years. But I think they just started becoming stable and now things are all funked up again. 
I don't really know a lot about Colombia. I know that it's where magical realism comes from. Gabriel Garcia Marquez. And Borges, right? Isn't he Colombian? Like where all of a sudden like you think you're reading something about reality, but then th- magical things happen. It's kind of nice. Let's find out. Let's find out. Oh, is this is this person going to know about that? He's Colombian. I feel like they all know about it. Magical realism. I would love to take a class. What if that. I wouldn't let him talk about the military situation in Colombia, which is like, what's up with magical realism? Let's actually see what, what we can do. Okay, let's give him a call. We're going to call a man in Colombia. His name is... Oh, we don't know what his name is. I think he's going to be anonymous. So let's call him Gabriel or Marquez. Oh, there he is. (laughs) Can I ask you about the... (laughs) We thought we'd keep you... Hi, how are you? Hey, yo, it's crazy. Yo, I love the podcast so much. It's crazy for us too. We don't usually have um, any political talk. And also the mask, Can, is it, are you protecting your anonymity or is this just standard issue in Colombia? Everybody has to wear a ski mask. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We have to go out like this all the time. <laughs> That's just so everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get into what's happening, uh, what's up? What is magical realism? Tell us all about it, please. Magical realism. Um, <laughs> you better know. It's. If you don't know what it is, you, you're not qualified to talk about the situation in Colombia. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> um, magical realism. It's realism that is... A little magical. magical. Okay, you got to yeah. go. You're not even in Colombia, are you? This is all bullshit. Um, no, I'm in Philly. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you sound like you're from Philly. Did you grow up in the States? Yeah, dude. I, I grew up in Philly. And how did you end up back in Colombia? I was born here and we moved back with oh, my okay. mom. Cool. Yeah. And it is, I hear it's very beautiful. Is that true? Yeah. Colombia is great, dude. Like we have, we actually have a city called uh, Medellin and um, the city is called City of Eternal Spring because it's spring all the time. It's really nice. And when you say spring, it like never gets to like 85 or something. Yeah. It's like, like spring temperature all the time. Oh, I actually have a bug on me. Oh my God. It's about to bite me. (laughs) It's crazy. He's like, it's gorgeous, but there are bugs everywhere. So, okay. So you, you texted me to, or you hit me up on Instagram today and you were like, will you, will you amplify the situation in, uh, in Colombia? And I didn't, I had to be honest. I didn't really, I haven't really been tracking it and I don't really know what it is. So, so I thought, why don't you come on the podcast, wear a ski mask? I mean, I kind of threw you under the bus because I suggested that you anonymize yourself and you said, how about I knew the ski mask was coming. I didn't know it was going to be so colorful. Uh, it's a, a lot more festive than I than I anticipated. I mean, would you feel terrified if he, if in that ski mask he robbed you in the streets? I, it does feel like kind of something fun. Yeah, it's a little more fun than a black ski mask. I'd be like, you know what? You could t- you take my Rolex. You know what? You seem like a good guy. <laughs> it feels like upscale ski resort. Yeah, right. So, so what's happening in Colombia? Tell, take us to what. What should people in the states know about what's going on right now? Um, the most important thing, honestly, is that we are we're on a general strike nationally all over the country. Um, there's a tax reform, so we're pretty things are pretty hard here economically because of the pandemic and. You know, they're doing a reform. So we're, we're just tired, dude. Like, 
we've had it up to here with the government like they've been just robbing us crazy and with the reform it's even more so it, it was it was like the like the like it just ignited everything so all over the country just everyone went on strike um the scary thing is it was like the, honestly it was like the ant that broke the cheese steaks back <laughs> would you say yeah yeah, yeah. something <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that the, so the, the what's, the, what's the scary thing so the scary thing is the way the the state is reacting to it the the state is literally like killing people i i mean i know this is a comedy podcast and everything but i mean it, it's for real like the state is killing people like um a few hours ago a kid was killed in a, like we're all peaceful protests mostly mm-hmm. and they're like in full like they're undercover cops that get into it and like pretty much kill people they're like you're saying there's people that come into the protests agitate make things yeah, pop yeah, off yeah. and then then yeah. violence then violence and have crazy. an excuse to pop yeah yeah yeah, yeah and that- have an excuse to so yeah. do you need any love advice? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, not really. I have a girlfriend and we're pretty happy. So, okay. So, the, so basically you guys are the Colombian people are, are on a general strike, which means that what people in, in all different, uh, uh, industries and across the country are kind of like saying, we won't do this anymore we just un- stopped. until something changes. And the government's yeah. reaction to that is to go draconian and go violent. And did yeah. this, I think I know about Colombia is huh. that obviously we know the history of Colombia was very violent back in the day with the cartels or whatever. But then yeah. in the last, what, like 20 years, things have gotten been getting slowly, incrementally more and more peaceful. So this is yeah. like a real heartbreak, right? Like this, to yeah. slip back, it's like really... Yeah. What do people in the States, what should they know? What should they do like about this? Um, if they can, if they can donate to the um, the protests, um, if they can donate to the, the movement, the student movement uh, here, that, that'd be great. And just to, I mean, if you can go, <laughs> I'm not trying to start anything, but if you could go to like the embassy and maybe just like pressure them a little bit, just like be like, yo, they're killing people over there. Like, do something about it. I don't know. Like maybe just pressure pressure them a little bit. That'd be cool. Pressure people to go to the Colombian embassy. I guess what the point your point is. To correct me if I'm wrong. Is that when situations like this happen internationally, especially in a time when things are so hectic everywhere, then there's no eyes on it, and so then yeah. so then crazy governments like this can act with impunity because nobody's saying yeah. what the fuck is going on in Colombia because I yeah. didn't hear about it. I mean, I kind of vaguely did. And it's crazy because like the news here, it doesn't really cover any of it. Like we've only been able to show the people what's actually going on by people literally filming with their phones and being like, "Yo, they're killing us! Look." Like that, because the news doesn't cover it. it. No, none of the news, like the big ones, they don't cover it. Do you know what some of the organizations' names are, so that people can get more educated, or people to follow on Twitter that are kind of uh, getting this stuff out there? Yeah, well, there's actually a big one, Primera Línea Colombia. Um, if if you'd like, maybe um, I could send it all to you. Um, yeah, we'll Instagram. put it. We'll put it on our Instagram. Yeah, that sounds good. Oh, that'd be great. I yeah, mean, but uh, um, you guys actually help a lot because you guys really make like great content like comedy so in this like horrible time i could listen to it and like try to forget about all the shit that's going well, on well, so i really well let me ask it. you on a human level when when you're living in a country where there's unrest and there's you know these kinds of like uh asymmetrical levels of violence happening against protesters i mean it's funny i'm out like asking you about it. what's it like to live in a country like that it's like meanwhile 
I just open the window and the shit's going, shit's yeah. going on here too. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what's life yeah. in Colombia like? Are, are people still having fun? Are people still out in the streets having a good time and drinking coffee? And or is it just fucked up now? Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of weird. Like actually, in my city, um, thank God and thank everything, it calmed down a lot. But in cities like there's a city called Cali, and they really resisted against the um, riot cops and the police, so they're really getting hit hard. But in my city, it calmed down a bit. Where uh, yesterday we had like a dance, like people were actually like dancing and kind of relaxing a bit because uh, yesterday the the marches that happened we didn't really get like too hit like we didn't get that hit hard that hard by the police so we're like in my city it's calming down a little bit so i'm really happy about that but yeah it's hard because like people maybe like the older generation i see them just like really they don't really give a fuck like they seem like like they just don't seem like it bothers them love at all they're just going on their normal day meanwhile people are dying it's crazy the correlations between colombia and what it's going through right now and the kind of situation around the world and in in the states it's like the same kind of thing on different levels of severity like in the in the states i feel like that's the story here too the older people the boomers are just kind of watching everything disintegrate and it's only the people that are young that are actually doing anything about it anyway whatever not to get too serious but thank you for sharing that with us and uh share all your the the information uh, with us and we'll put it on our instagram and uh I hope that there is peace uh, soon to come. Yeah, okay, absolutely. Thank you so much for sure for giving me a voice. Uh, absolutely. I, I appreciate yeah, it. A I, lot. I hope it's in some teeny little way helpful. I hope you guys find, yeah, like I said, find some stability, find some fun. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. I love the podcast. I can't believe I'm on it. This I'm, is I'm, great. We're happy to have you. Thank you bye. again. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Philly forever. Um, well, Natasha, that was our first foray into hard-hitting political journalism. What did you think? Um, I feel, feel sorry that people are going through it in their countries and not feeling safe. That was where I wanted to get you. <laughs> wanted to get you into that space. Thank you. I, I want to, um, go to Colombia. I heard it's one of the most beautiful places. In... Oh my God. You should go. <laughs> You're such a Wait, jerk. why don't you go? Why? Oh, <laughs> you know what? That's actually, now that you mention it. Yeah, I think I will go. Okay. Yeah, when you go to Atlanta, I'll take our, our child down to Colombia and go camping in, in Colombia. It's supposed to be beautiful. You would. I wouldn't. I would go to Colombia, though. Maybe not right now. You do international travel alone with a toddler? Um, would I do international travel alone with a toddler? Um, I, let's, you're saying if I was like a widower? <laughs> no, just let's say I'm busy. You're busy? Yeah. Then probably not. If you're like out of my life, which increasingly I is a desire of mine, I would say, yeah, I would take her to France or something. Spain. Take her to Mexico. Sure. Why not? Okay. Would you? Yeah. I die. I'm like... I'm but I've a... taken her on flights by myself before. I don't think you have. Have I? No, but so what? What does that mean? Just hard. Is it hard? Yeah, because you got to carry so much stuff and you have to be really organized. Not the way I do it. I strap her up to me and just say, I'll buy it in Bogota. That's what I always say. Oh, like a city in Colombia? Uh-huh. You're like really into Colombia. You're yeah. like you're like a Francophile or an Anglophile, <laughs> but for Colombia. I'm a Columbophile. You're, Actually, you're a Colombia head. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a Columbia. I'm a Columbia file in more ways than one. I love Colombia. 
I love British Columbia. I love the District of Columbia. And I love Columbo, starring Peter Falk. It's a good show. It's a good show. All those places are cool. I've never been to Colombia. I think it's cool. I think they have surfing in Colombia. Honestly, I've heard that it's one of the most beautiful countries in Latin America. No joke. You're like blinded by surfing. Like anything that has surfing, you think it's like cool. Like surfing fashion, surfing um, any city that you can surf in, surfing hairdos. Wait, surfing hairdos? Like, you know, I felt like it doubled back <laughs> about my personal hair. By the way, speaking of uh, speaking <laughs> of fashion... I'm currently wearing a hat brought to you by the one and only former guest of the podcast, Co- Comedy Zone, Joe Mandy. Oh, I should have worn mine. Who hand crocheted this dope. He's so good. He's so good. It says sitcom, if you can read it. but um, Mine says lobster salad. Anyway, the point is he's been doing these um, charity auctions for uh, these taco... Uh, it's like Taco Tuesdays. He makes these crocheted baseball caps that say tacos. And he's auctioning them off for charity. And the last one is on Tuesday. So when this episode comes out, you'll have one day to bid on a Joe Mandy exclusive. Go Follow to, Joe Mandy on Instagram. Go to his Instagram. J-O-E-M-A-N-D-E. And uh, go and to our Instagram and find out more about the situation in Colombia. And see if you are so moved to help the people there. And speaking of helping people... What say we take a call? Let's do it. Okay, now we're going to call Sam in Indianapolis. Hello. How's it going? Hello. Pretty well. Going well. It was a long week and I'm glad it's over. Well, it's not over yet. We still have to get through this call. Oh, we do. We absolutely do. What's happening? How can we help you? Oh, well, um, all good things, really. Um, my best friend, uh, who is my my codependency partner, um, who I, I speak to constantly. And What do you mean by that? You guys codepend each, each other? You support each other in codependence? or? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know how people with, like, codependent attachment styles... Um, when they're in relationships, it's like a dumpster fire and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I have that, but with a gay man. I see. I um, got you. Which is just a different kind of unhealthy. Sure. Um, but it's fun. It's super fun. Um, and it's like a friendship. Yes. I see. Um, and he is moving to Indianapolis soon. Um, and I'm From, very excited. Oh, the gay Mecca. It's a, a matter, only a matter of time until... He landed well, in Indy. Well, he, he's moving from Bloomington, which is the liberal oasis of Indiana, to the other liberal part of Indiana. I've played both of um, those. Played both of those fair cities in my comedy career, Indianapolis and Bloomington. Yeah, I saw you in Bloomington in 2019. Well, I'll be back in 2028. Was he flirting with the cocktail waitresses? <laughs> Wait, don't answer that, Sam. Let's get to your question. Listen. It's, it's an attic. I, I didn't see anything. Right. Um, but so my boyfriend and I have been together um, going on two years and he's we're planning to move in together um, within this year. And so we're all going to be spending a little bit more time together. And my boyfriend does not like my best friend. How come? Um, the gay guy. Yeah. The gay guy. No, we're um, saying your boyfriend sounds kind of gay in the way that he's reacting well, to your friend. Yeah, no, it's a spectrum. What? Uh, what? What? What's why his not? problem? Is he threatened? 
No. Um, my best friend is challenging. Um, he, we've been best friends for going like around 12 years. And my mother has only come around to him in the last two or three years. What's the, um, how is he challenging? Take us through it. What's his problem? I everybody's got problems. He's just a he's just an odd duck. I think with my boyfriend is like he has such a weird um, anxiety about being around straight men. Like that's something that he's got to work through. Um, you mean and your so your friend pretty... doesn't like being around straight men? Yeah, and I can see why your straight boyfriend has a difficult time with him. Yeah. So, so um, your your best friend, um, he is kind of rude to your boyfriend. Yeah, and it doesn't help that that like as you get to know him, that becomes a part of his friendship is kind of like just kind of bitchy. Um, and he like he genuinely does grow on you, but man, it's a learning curve. Mm-hmm, um. Mm-hmm. We've known each other for like damn near 20 years. And can I say damn? Yeah. Um, Actually, we'd we'd honestly appreciate it if you don't. I mean, from the way you talk about your best friend, it really seems like, you know, it's codependent. You know, maybe this is a good a good chance to have a few more boundaries around that friendship. And that's been a huge growing process for the two of us, because we've um prior to the last two years, we've always lived in the same town. Um, so we spent like so much time together. And now, now that he is going to be living in the same town as me again, we've got to like reestablish, um, all of that. Perfect opportunity to kind of like think about what you want from him. What do you want from a best friend? What does it, is it how you recharge? How does it, you know, just think of, think for the, you know, for a few days, like what's the ideal version of it? And then, I would try to set things up to make that happen. You know, like you can tell your best friend, listen, my boyfriend and I are going to be doing weekends. And like, why do you guys all need to be together anyway? We don't. It's just that if if I'm hanging out with my best friend, I don't want my boyfriend to feel like he needs to leave. Especially not if we if I'm sharing a space with my boyfriend and I want my friend to come over just like I would expect him to feel comfortable having his friends over. Mm-hmm. I want everything to be okay. And like and their relationship is getting better. And you don't want to have to be like sneaking around to not like annoy. Yeah. yeah. Have you thought about trying to make him a heterosexual, like doing some like hardcore like Christian conversion therapy? We did go to a Need to Breathe concert together. There you go. That's, that's That was pretty hetero. That could really help, you know. I so I'm not getting I'm not sure I understand the dilemma here. You're just you have anxiety that your friend is moving to town and your boyfriend and your best friend don't get along. Is that kind of the deal? Basically, and like my boyfriend won't like be outright rude to him cuz we're polite midwesterners um but he will just like make these offhanded comments like maybe you should get like a new best friend like maybe you should start investing the time and putting the work in to establish a new best friend that's not this one well why does it have to be a best friend i mean do you do you want to make some more friends or are you really happy in just having like one person i've got lots of friends we both have a lot of friends and we hang out with my boyfriend's friends all the time it's just most of mine aren't like here Mm -hmm. i think the solution for you is hanging out with your best friend outside of your house 
I mean, I don't have my best friend over <laughs> in the house. All, I mean, there's something about being... You might just have to get a little better at planning. Yeah, just like... And hey, maybe your excursions will be more fun because then you're not just like hanging around. Like, you know, if you want to hang around your house all day with like another, like just your friend, I would be really annoyed if Moshe wanted to always have his friend over, just like hanging out. What if I house. talked a lot about having a best friend? <laughs> Would you be into that? I think that's your secret. I think that's your solution. Now you guys are getting older. How old are you? I'm 26. 26. This is the right age when friendships start transitioning Mm -hmm. from like, let's kick it all the time, all day, every day, my space, your space. We live together. You're on my couch. I'm on your couch. We're smoking bong rips like into like, oh, I have compartments in my life. Not to say that they have to be rigid compartments, but as you get to like into like the 30s zone, things start to be like, oh, I'm going to leave my partner and go hang out with my friends. And once in a while, I'll have my friend come over and have people over. That'll happen infrequently Mm -hmm. like the amount of time i force natasha to spend any time with my friends at all is is small because most of the time i my friends are my i'm i'm leaving i i'm escaping to go hang out with my friends i'm not escaping i'm not meshing my my social life and my love life into one big glom does that make sense but when when did the orgies like when does the group stuff happen i don't know i'm just trying to make us all like close it, does, and it doesn't sound like your best friend wants to fuck your boyfriend or your boyfriend wants to fuck your best friend so i think the orgies are out They're it sounds out. like you want some drama or something right it does a little bit like you want to kind of like just create the situation that you want but covid was a dry year i'm just well, you ready to get back out? Well, you know, if if you want to have a dinner for them, you can do it. See how it goes. And maybe they'll just like solidify what Moshe's saying then. Okay, it's time to move on. Or maybe you guys will, you know, how do they make you feel when they're together? Because if it stresses you out, who wants that? And then also with your best friend, maybe think of some things that you really want to go do. Like if there's some movies you want to go to or exercise <laughs> or yoga or whatever it is that you guys could do together that would be fun that you both like to do. Maybe like you know, go to some certain, you know, get tickets to something. I don't know. Just kind of like explore. It's this is we've been in our homes for like a year and a half. Like, yeah, get out. Exactly. Get out. That is very fair. Maybe I am like projecting the the activities that have been ordained for the last year into the future. And mm-hmm. things yeah. are going to be different. Things are going to be different. You're going to be want your your friend is going to want to go see the some of the cultural milestones of, of Indianapolis, like the, the pipe factory. <laughs> hey, go and, to the comedy club. Yeah, go to Crackers. Get out there to Crackers. Go take in some live comedy over there at Crackers. Go, you know what? Go back to your old college haunt and go to the Bloomington comedy attic and take in Nailed a show. It. Take in a show. You know, that's a great comedy club. One of the, that's actually one of the best comedy clubs. But the point is, I think this idea of like my social life and my love life and my home life are all one thing that's that's young energy and you're getting into adult energy Mm. where it's like my social life and my home life they're not separate with a wall but they're not one thing they're like different areas of my life that is my advice to you Moshe has some wisdom um did that help a little bit that actually did help a little bit. It was a little bit of honesty that I needed. <laughs> oh, good. We're so glad. And you, did. but still, be easy on yourself and have fun. And if you want to throw them a dinner party, do it and make it funny and see what happens. You I, know, like there's no rules, but you know. And it's exciting after a year of lockdown that your fucking best friend is moving, and you got a boyfriend, and you're moving. It, it sounds like your life is fucking 
going gangbusters. Yeah, that is true. Hell yeah. Get out there. <laughs> see see what indie has to offer. What are some of the best sites in indie? You got the what do you got though? You got the rotary factory, you got the pipe the, the pipe factory. <laughs> the, the tube factory. Right, the it's tube factory. The tube factory. You got the, yeah. the concrete um, concrete zone. What else do they have in Indianapolis? Well, you got a canal, they got some parks. Oh, you have a canal? Um, I hear they have restaurants. The um, Indianapolis Canal. Someday, Natasha. Yeah. On our how about this? On our 15th an- at wedding anniversary. We'll I'm, go to Indianapolis. I'm going to take you to Indianapolis and I'm going to take you on a gondola down the Indianapolis Canal. You can't do that. It's dangerous. <laughs> I'm going to do it. You, there's a lot of E. coli. I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to. I didn't ask permission. I'm going to. I don't know. Like, damn it. You're going to be towing this for You're going to have to take me to Venice then, honey. I'll take you to. Nope. Got to take me to Venice. How about I yep. take you to Italy? Venice. I'll take you to an Italian restaurant in Indianapolis. No, Italy. And then we'll go look at, how about this? We'll go look at the canal and I'll get a gondola. We can stand in it on the shore. Oh, man. Italy. Okay, let's go to Italy. Why don't you send your best friend with us to Italy? We'll have an orgy with him and he'll come back happy and he won't bother you and your boyfriend anymore. Cool. That sounds great. Okay, we love it. Well, thanks so much, guys. Good luck to you and have a wonderful rest of your year. Bye. Oh, thank you. You too. Bye. You kind of told her to grow up, huh, Mosh? Well, I just think this whole <laughs> idea, which is just like my boyfriend is coming, my best friend, my best friend, my best. Just the idea of saying best friend 10 times. I'm just like, uh-uh. well, she's only 26. I know. That's why I asked. I was like, oh, I get it. Like this is from a time where everybody's life was like a glob. And as you get a little bit older, your glob starts to like, you know, like what happens with protozoa with like amoebas, you know, they blop into two separate organisms. And that doesn't mean that there's that they don't ever interact anymore. But don't you feel like that? Like when you were young, it was just like everybody always come over. My house is just a it's just another coffee shop to hang out at, you know. <laughs> and then slowly it's like, oh, I got my space. I got my social life. I got my love life. It's like it doesn't need to be rigid. I just think I don't you. Don't you agree? Yeah, I just never thought of it. I didn't either till she started saying. I was just like, because I was thinking when she was saying, I was like, why does this matter? Why is your best friend and your boyfriend going to be hanging out that often that they would get on each other's nerves? Now, if she had had some specific details. Maybe she was attracted to her best friend. That could be. She did mention orgies. I know. That's I meant to ask her it, but then I didn't want to like have her keep talking. Yeah, well, I think that was a... Well, uh, I mean, not have her keep talking, but... No, I think that that orgy comment... I was trying comment, to wrap it up. That orgy comment, I think, was a TTBF. What's that? Trying to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, listen, Mosh, um, maybe yeah. we should listen to some secrets and switch gears. Yeah, that sounds like a great plan. Hey, Mosha and Natasha. So... My secret is from when I was in high school, and I have two older brothers that are very close in age. They're only a year apart, and they're seven and eight years older than me. And when I was in high school, my oldest brother had just gotten married to his wife, and I knew that his wife knew both my brothers for a long time. Um, So anyway, cut to the secret. When my phone broke when I was about 16... I used one of my brother's old phones for a couple weeks until my new one came in. And when I opened up his old phone, it was the phone that he was using when he was in high school, so about seven years before. And I saw that he had dated my other brother's wife when they were both in high school. 
And something about teenage morbid curiosity and nosiness made me want to read all the text messages. And so I basically read like months and months of explicit sex talk, sexting between my brother and my other brother's wife. And I could never look at any of them the same. It was kind of weird. Yeah, I didn't know how much my brother knew about it. If he knew that she had had sex with both of them in the past, I'm not sure. And I still don't know if I'm the only one in my family who knows everything about it. So that's my secret. I like that she's like, I got the phone and then I found out that he dated uh, my brother. She dated my brother. So I was like, how did you find that out? She just started like going through his phone. Going, reading through his text. Like a lot of texts yeah. to find that. Like that's found- probably like an hour's worth of snooping. But she found some gold. But then she spent even more time on it. Well, I mean. I don't think that's a nice thing to do. The actually, What she needs to do is clear. What? She needs to fuck the sister-in-law. <laughs> She's the only sibling in that family that hasn't. You got to taste what that tastes like. You got to get in there. And only then will the cycle be complete. Let's listen to another secret. Hey, this is the Puerto Rican pecan that was feeding the Muslim pork. I just wanted to (laughs) clarify some information because you guys kind of put me on blast. But I want to let you know that the chocha was not being given to him ever since he started playing funny. Um, after I got pregnant and he was acting all weird, he wasn't getting any chocha. The only reason why he was allowed in the house when she was sleeping was so that I could get money. So I would feed him the pork, break him off his wallet, get all his money, and then exit him out the house. There was no uh, sexual favors being given at all at any point. We hadn't had sex after I found that I was pregnant because he was just acting like a dick so yeah um i just wanted to clarify that there was no 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 puerto rican pecan slices after the pork (laughs) it was just pork give me money exit the house if she was sleeping and if she wasn't sleeping then i would just let them hang out or whatever but yeah no way (laughs) podcast though thank you for clowning us and i loved all the dickery that you guys gave him because that is what he is a piece of shit Bye. So we gave her a hard time. I, I I'm remembering because I remember. because he was kind of a deadbeat type, and then she was like still feeding him. Yeah, but she was feeding him pork, and he was Muslim. And ah. I think this is when I said butter pecan, chocolate deluxe, or whatever from the Wu Tang Clan song. Um, oh yeah, and she's not giving him. She's she not wasn't giving like, him pecan slices. She okay, said good. no chocha. Maybe they give a little chocha. Not even a little bit of the chocha. Is chocha pussy? I believe so. I, I like do believe that. so. Chocha. Um, man, I like this person, and I want to talk more to her. Uh, I'm curious about her life, and I'll, sounds like she's doing just fine. Does sound like that. She would break him off his wallet, <laughs> give him zero percent chocha, not even a nibble of the pecan slice, <laughs> and send his Muslim trifling ass on his way. And to he the gave mosque. her money. Yeah. He would have to break her off a little some some. Good. Yeah. Does didn't he give her children? Yeah, he gave her children. So he should pay for them. Yeah, he's paying with his eternal soul because he's not going to get let into the kingdom of heaven with all that pork on his breath. He's also not going to get let into the kingdom of Chocha. <laughs> and that's the kingdom he really wants to be on. That, in let's face that's it, that's true. Man, just a little Chocha. All we need in life is just a little bit of Chocha. Okay, let's take one more. 
Hi, Moshe. Hi, Natasha. Big fan. Uh, bring back on tall. I have a secret for you. Uh, I have probably spent over a thousand dollars on porn during the pandemic. So when uh, when you're bored, I guess that's what you do. So stay horny, my friends. Bye. Gotta know more. Gotta know more. What are you buying? What okay. are you paying? So I know that there's free porn. Yeah, there's a lot of it. You porn. Well, that's porn, the only one I know about. You porn is free porn. Right. So then why does someone buy porn now? Because you want things that are not available to like basic porn users like myself? Yeah, there are many reasons to pay for porn. I do not. Oh, and interactive? So, okay. So that's one is that you want interactive. You want to actually tell the person like, let me spread open your chocha. That seems like cheating almost. Let me s- spread open the chocha. Let me see the butter, a little bit of the butter pecan. And then you're like, Just okay, a slice so of it. thanks, Michelle. Um, I'll, I'll see you again tomorrow. <laughs> and then you're up in your office like, okay, can, oh, my, my wife's, my wife's downstairs, but can you show me again? The, ch- the chocha? The, the chocha. That feels more like cheating. Does it feel like cheating? I, I don't know. Kind of. Is it cheating? Do you think it w- if you came upstairs... And you were like with your regular on yeah. like interactive I like, porn? And I, I turned their laptop. I was like, hey, have you met Sarah? And she was yeah. like, hi. Yeah, that kind of seems like it would be cheating. That's cheating? I don't know. Kind of. If you were like coming in her chocha no, you can't, o- can on you, the screen. You, you, you co- What do you think porn is? No, like she would be like opening her pussy to you and then you would be jerking you can, off. There's two choices. Chocha or pecan slice. <laughs> okay. Don't be vulgar. Okay. Anyway, you, you say what you were going to say then. What was I going to say? I thought you had something to say about this secret. Oh, well, I was just curious. Yeah, I wanted to know, what are you spending it on? Like, oh, why do you spend? Interactive, for sure. Uh, you have a very specific fetish that you want to go further into, you know? Mm. And there's like high quality, money high quality content. In. You know, you want to see longer videos. And then the third is, the, um, and I know that all the sex worker uh, porn uh, actors out there would like this to be the reason people pay for porn. They think, they say that it's more ethical. That free porn is killing their industry, and that you're trying to support the people who you bring think a you lot so of the, much joy. A lot of the people who um, use porn are doing it to help the industry. No, and that's the complaint. They're saying like, if you're jerking off like every single, it's kind of like if you listen to a podcast or you listen to, uh, you know, like an NPR show. Well, maybe you should do the five dollars a month and join up and support this thing you love so much. And if we ever bust out a Patreon. We'll expect that from you, our listeners. But you know what I'm saying? It's like that. It's like, so you spend all, every night you jerk off to free porn, maybe it's time to pay the piper and, and kick in a little bit. All right. Those are, I think those are the main reasons to pay for porn. You sound like someone who probably pays for porn. I honestly, You're like, here are the reasons, and I can well, elaborate on each one. Well, and that's um, not what my voice. Put a dent in that's my pocketbook. Not but. what my voice sounds like. <laughs> um, here's the deal. I, am, uh, I do like pornography, but I also am a Jewish person. So I don't pay for porn. I, I see. You don't like that joke? I don't really get it. I don't really like, I don't really put you in any sort of box. Chocha, please. It's chocha or butter pecan slice. Um, okay, well, listen, it's been great talking to you. Are we done? Yes, we're done. Okay, well, listen, it's been great talking to you as well. And I'll talk to you in exactly one week. <laughs> we actually... Haven't been hanging out. We just get together to do this podcast mm-hmm. 
once a week. And uh, I've been staying at my regular uh, OnlyFans person <laughs> that I see. She's been letting me crash on her couch. And everything's going really well, actually. I'm moving to Indianapolis to go be with my best friend. Uh, if you have a question for us, why not email us? Email our producer. Email us. We'll read it and see if you should be on the podcast. We want some of that good, juicy, juicy advice. Email us. EndlessHoneymoonPod at gmail.com. You can also leave a secret on our secrets hotline, 213-222-8608. Completely anonymous. And guess what? It feels so good. And you know what else will feel good is if you come to our live podcast taping, which is this Saturday. I'm excited. I'm excited, too. We got a lot of fun secrets and surprises. It's going to be really awesome. So are you going to cut your hair? I'm I'm not going to talk about that. Okay. We'll see what happens. Why don't you just buy the ticket? Go to Rush Ticks. Do I have to buy a ticket? You do have to buy a ticket to the live podcast taping. Yeah. I'm doing it. Just me. And you can come as an audience member. And uh, all proceeds go to our daughter going to UCLA. That's right. Go to RushTicks.com slash Endless Honey Moon. You love us already. Come support us in person. Apple.co forward slash Endless Honeymoon or YouTube.com. Endless Honeymoon. Be our friend. And Natasha? Yeah? I consider you more than a friend. Mm. I would go so far as to say, I love you. I love you too. I love you too. I love you too.